We heard Job say in our first reading today, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? I shall not see happiness again. I get it, Job. I had a similar feeling last weekend watching that Lions game. (laughs) Too soon, I know. So I realize that there are a number of us in our parish who are listening to Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a Year podcast. And if you're doing that, you know that in January, we actually listened to and read from the book of Job. So the book of Job is this famous story about this innocent, righteous man who endures a lot of suffering in his life. He ends up losing his land, his workers, his animals, his house, and even his own children. Sounds like a country song in the making. But his story confronts us with one of those questions that we human beings have been wrestling with for thousands of years now. Why do such bad things happen to good people? And so the excerpt that we heard in our first reading today shows Job at a real low point in all of this suffering. He's trying to come up with a logical explanation as to why it is that he's suffering so greatly. And when he can't figure it out, he just breaks out in these honest words from his broken heart, where he says, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? I've been assigned months of misery. Troubled nights have been allotted to me. Nights drag on, and I'm filled with restlessness until the dawn. My days are without hope. I shall not see happiness again. I think if we had to describe what Job was experiencing here in one word, it would probably be the word despair. And I'm mindful of the fact that there may be many people here who have gone through moments, perhaps even long seasons, of despair. Perhaps it was due to something like depression or trauma or grief or some combination of those three. Those periods in your life where perhaps you were believing some of those thoughts that sound like, I will never be happy again. I will never be able to heal from this. I will never be able to overcome this struggle. You know, throughout our country, even though we are surrounded by wealth and medicine and technology and pleasure and material goods, nevertheless, we're experiencing what sociologists have begun to call deaths of despair. And for these next two minutes, it's going to feel like I'm going to be drowning you, but just hang with me. I'll bring you up for air in a moment. But in 2018, for the first time in 100 years in the U.S., life expectancy declined for three consecutive years. And those are the stats before COVID. I don't think COVID necessarily helped those statistics. People these days are dying at a younger and younger age in our country, and it's partly due to three main causes of death. Suicide, cirrhosis of the liver, and opioid addiction. So in 2016, there were twice as many suicides compared to homicides in our country. And since 1999, in rural communities, the number of suicides has increased 40%. From 1999 to 2016, death by liver cirrhosis, which is due to alcohol addiction, has increased 65%. 
And despite being only 5% of the world's population, Americans consume 80% of the world's opioids. Again, these stats are pre-COVID numbers. I can't imagine what they're like now. So it shouldn't come as a shock to you when I share that people around our country, but even right here in Harbor Beach, experience being crippled by despair. And then as God gets pushed further and further from center stage in our culture, people aren't sure where to turn. And that's where you and I come in. Jesus is depending on you and me to help people realize they have a reason to have hope. St. Paul describes in our second reading today that he felt an obligation placed on him to make that reason known. He says at one point, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. See, because Paul had personally experienced the transformational power of the gospel in his own life, and he realized this was not a treasure I can just keep to myself. This is a message I got to go out and share to the ends of the earth. And what's that gospel message? What's that good news? Well, in a nutshell, it's that the God who created this entire universe became a man, suffered, died, and rose from the dead, all because he thinks you matter. He did all of that so that your sins and mine would not be what ultimately define us. So that your suffering and mine would not be meaningless and our deaths would not be eternal. In sum, so that you and I could have a reason to have hope. So your job and mine as a church is to make sure that everybody in our circle of influence is aware of and comes to believe in this message through our words and through how we treat them. So what I want to encourage us to be reflecting on this week is how is it that God wants to use you and me as imperfect as we are? We don't have theology degrees. We don't live perfect lives. And yet, he wants to use us as instruments to help the people around us see that they have a reason for hope. So for instance, if you're someone who works often with children from broken homes, pray, how does God want to use you as a vessel so that through you, God is able to share with those children, you are loved, you matter, you have a reason to hope. If you're a nurse or a police officer, somebody who has to break bad news to people, how can you serve as a vessel through which God is able to let those people know your pain and suffering is not meaningless, it's not going to be wasted. There's an alternative to going down the route of despair. Let me show you what that looks like. You and I, we need to constantly hear this gospel message so that we ourselves are more and more rooted in the reason for our own hope. But then like St. Paul, we can't afford to keep that treasure to ourselves. There are too many Jobs in this community. Too many people we don't even realize may be on the brink of despair who need to experience the power of this good news. 
And so as Jesus' death and resurrection is made present to us on this altar this morning, let's ask the Lord for those graces that we need as we set out to let others know through our words and through how we treat them what it is you and I have come to learn, which is that you matter, you're loved. Because of Jesus, you have a reason to hope.